You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. I'm so glad you could join me today, and we're talking about the law of continuance. So we're going to go right ahead and jump into Luke chapter 1, verse 32, which says, The Lord God will give him, the Messiah, the throne of his father David. And Revelation twenty-two sixteen, I am the root and the offspring of David. Again, you see continuance all over this. Uh, God says, Revelation twenty two sixteen, that that the Messiah both founded David, he started David, he's the root of David, and he is the finisher or the offspring of David. So he's on both ends. This is the law of continuance. God began this reign of David in the most supernatural way. Uh, we read in First Samuel chapter seventeen about the, verse thirty four. Uh, that the first supernatural thing that we see about David is he killed a lion, then a bear, and then ultimately the giant. This is our introduction to David. Uh, We don't know a lot about what he did before that time. He's introduced in the most supernatural way. And this is the beginning of something that would continue. What God begins with a miracle, he sustains with a miracle, and he finishes with a miracle. Now, by the way, this is a pattern that we're to follow as well. Listen to the book of Luke chapter 16 and verse 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much, and he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. In other words, you and I are called to operate in continuance just the way that God does. How we begin is how we finish. And and if you are not faithful in smaller things, nor will you be faithful in great things. That's why there is, if you're a believer, no such thing as a dead-end job. There's no such thing as a job that doesn't matter. Even if you are forced to take something that is beneath what you consider you're capable of, treat it with the utmost regard, make the most of it, pour yourself into it, and you watch. God will bring you incredible, incredible blessing. Now, the theme of the Gospel of Matthew is that Christ is the King of Israel. He's a servant in the Gospel of Mark. He is the perfect man in the Gospel of Luke. He is the resurrected Son of God in John's Gospel. But in Matthew, he is the King of Israel. That's why the Son of David is given uh, ten times in the Gospel of Matthew. And the kingship and the kingdom is talked about repeatedly in Matthew more than in any other Gospel. And so uh, Matthew's gospel then illustrates that. And uh, what we see is that Jesus was given this amazing power of being a shepherd over Israel. Now, let me read it to you and show you this. Uh, This is Matthew 15, verse 21. Then Jesus went thence, or he departed there, 
and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast, and she cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her, Not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cries after us. Uh, he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now notice how particular Jesus was. He had been given an assignment by God the Father to go and minister to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He knew that the world would later be able to receive all of what he was doing. But at this time, he was going to make sure that he obeyed God and gave it first to the house of Israel. This woman is a Canaanite woman. She's called in Mark's gospel, I think, a Syrophoenician woman, Syrian Phoenician. She has no claim on the son of David. She's not a Jew. She's not an Israelite. So she is a stranger from the covenants of promise that's described in the book of Ephesians. So she came and she worshiped him and she said, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it's not right to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, truth, Lord. She didn't argue with him. Thank God she didn't because she would have gotten nowhere. Uh, she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Now that's humility, but it's also faith. And Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. You know, uh, there are two people in the Gospels who were told by Jesus they had great faith. And one of them is this woman. The other one was the Roman centurion in Matthew 8 who came to ask for Jesus to heal his servant. Both of them were Gentiles. O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Now, you see here that Jesus had come. He clearly understood his purpose. I am here to deliver the people of the house of Israel. That's who I'm sent to. And so he was determined <clears throat> to obey that and to follow that. Now, he fulfilled all the prophecies of the king. And I want to show you here in Matthew 21, I'm going to read from the NIV now, how he came into Jerusalem as a king. Matthew 21, and we'll begin with verse 1. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell him that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. <clears throat> Pardon me. So this took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet, uh, the prophet Zechariah. Say to the daughter of Zion, See, your king comes to you gentle, riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Now this is amazing. I've been in those streets in Jerusalem. They're very narrow. They were packed with people. Jesus is riding this donkey that's never been ridden. <clears throat> He's riding it through these streets on the way to his passion. And what's amazing about it is the donkey doesn't buck. This is a miracle in itself. So here he is fulfilling this prophecy. Daniel said that he would fulfill the prophecy. And that's found in the book of Daniel, chapter 9, verses 25, 26. I'm going to read it in just a second. Know and understand this. <clears throat> 
from the issue of the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until, until the anointed one, the ruler, comes, there will be seven sevens, 49 years, and 62 sevens, 434 years. That's a total of 483 years. Jerusalem will be rebuilt with streets and a trench, but in times of trouble. And Daniel received a word from the angel that it would take 49 years for that job of rebuilding Jerusalem to be completed. Then another 434 years after that, the anointed one will be cut off and will have nothing. Uh, the people of the ruler who will come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. So uh, the exact moment that Messiah would enter the city of Jerusalem was given through the prophet Daniel. Not just a year, I mean the day. And so there, and the reason I know this is because Jesus said about the Jewish people in Jerusalem, they did not know the hour, the day of their visitation. It was narrowed down to a day. And knowing how exact God was and is, uh, for instance, the departure of the Jewish people from Egypt in the Exodus happened on the very anniversary of Abraham coming out of Ur of the Chaldees. That's what the scripture says in the book of Exodus. So we see that God is big on keeping these anniversaries. He came on that day. That day was prophesied by Daniel. And so we see that Zacharias talked about the manner, but Daniel gives them the time. And so he fulfills both the manner. He rides into Jerusalem on the colt, the foal of an ass that's never been ridden. He comes in in that manner in a lowly way, in humility. And at the same time, he comes in exactly when he is supposed to come. Now, the common people hailed him as king. Uh, they knew it was him. Let me read beginning in verse 6 of Matthew 21. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road. This is what you did for a king. While others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road, the crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David, the king. The Messiah, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. So you see these common people hailed him as king. They recognized he was king. The rulers didn't see that. But you know what? This is something a lot of people don't realize. The majority of the Jewish people believed on him. It was the elite power group who had a lot to lose, so they thought. They were the ones who rejected him. Now when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred. And they asked, who is this? This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. And that's what threw off many of them. Because they expected the Messiah would be associated with Bethlehem. And Jesus was born in Bethlehem. They just didn't bother to learn about that. Now, listen to verse 14. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things that he did and the children shouting in the temple and saying, what are they saying? They're saying, Hosanna to the son of David. They were indignant. Do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. Yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read? 
From the lips of children and infants you have ordained praise. And so here Jesus fulfills all of the prophecies concerning the son of David. He comes to Jerusalem as a king. He's finishing David. He is showing that the line of David is restored. He then sits on the throne of heaven. He is the king of kings and lord of lords, but he's there because he's of the line of David. He's fulfilling what God said to David when he first called him. It is the law of continuance. No matter how deep and dark it gets, God never forgets a prophecy, never forgets a promise. He always wants to wrap up and end what he begins. And when he begins it with a miracle, he will end it with a miracle. And that's what Jesus is doing. He began his ministry with miracles. And here he is at the end of his ministry. And what's he doing? He's doing the most amazing miracles, healing the blind and the lame. It's all the time I have for today, but we'll pick up here tomorrow. I'll see you then. Thanks. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.